Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Oh, my gosh. You seem mighty happy today. I'm always happy. Is it because Christmas is coming or because... Christmas is coming. We're doing the... Uh, instead of the 12 days of Christmas, we're doing the 12 steps of AA. We did the 12 <laughs> steps of the AA. And um, guess what? It's day 12. <laughs> it's not day 12. It's episode... It's the 12th step we're on. I think we're on episode 228. Sounds about right. Yeah. I think we're on 228. That's a Crazy. Lot. Mm -hmm. I should check to see. It's a lot of episodes. I don't think it really matters, but you know, we're on step 12. Mm -hmm. So you guys will, well, you might not be excited to hear this, but JF is very excited to hear that he doesn't have to come on for, that for a while. Not, not nearly as excited as you are because my <laughs> schedule is not as flexible as yours and it's tough to get on sometimes. It is. So we're later than I like to be because my husband's doing stuff and I'm like, come on, I want you to come on the show. And he's mm -hmm. like, I can't, I've got to work. I'm like, come on, come on. So here we are. Anyway, not to bore you all. So step 12, yep. step 12, mm -hmm. and I'm going to read it verbatim because let's face it, we sometimes don't get it right. So step 12 is having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Well, that's exciting. Is that exciting? Does that mean you just get to get up and walk away now? Well, no, it's exciting. I mean, I think it's it's good news. It indicates that if you get to step, step 12, that means that you've had a, a spiritual awakening. Yeah. So, and you haven't given up. How great is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And don't give up. I want to make that clear. I'm like, I'm just like, do not give up. Do not give up. If you're like, I really want to do step 12. I really can't wait to help another recovering alcoholic. I can't wait to share this message. I can't wait to give it away. Mm -hmm. And I know feeling excited about that. I knew that's what all I wanted to do was be like, I can't wait to be somebody's sponsor. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to like share this with the entire world. I love that, you know, I have so many, so many people throughout the years have said to me while they've, when they've been doing these steps, and they're walking through the steps and they're like, oh my God, why doesn't everybody do this? It's just like the best way of life. And can't we just give it to everyone? It's just so amazing. Why can't everybody do the 12 steps of our mm -hmm. Anonymous? And I'm like, well, the reality is, is that you have to be willing to want to change. And it's hard to change. It's hard to walk through all these steps Heck and, yeah, it's really hard to and get closer to God and work through these steps and God being good orderly direction, a group of drunks or God almighty in the sky, whatever that God needs to be for you, that mm -hmm. higher power, but what you have to get close to that to feel as though you've had that spiritual awakening, right? Mm -hmm. So you've like had this spiritual awakening. And for me, it wasn't really um, a burning bush or um, a neon sign. It was more like peace and serenity. I'm going to give um, a little bit of my story about what it was like once I hit step 12 and what it's like today. And so I couldn't wait to, have to finish the 12 steps. And I did it within my first year. And then I couldn't wait to sponsor people. And in my first five years, I sponsored people and every person I sponsored went out and drank. So I'm like, oh my God, it's all about me. 
Mm-hmm. I really do not know how to sponsor people. So you know what? I'm not going to sponsor anybody for the next five years. So I didn't sponsor anyone. So I sponsored people from one to five and then no one from five to 10. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Um, but during that time, I was building Busy Living Sober. I was getting certified as a recovery specialist. I was doing all other sorts of things, which was, were, was helping. I was doing service, but just not on the one-to-one level because I didn't believe that I really... My ego is so big that I believed that I was the reason these people were drinking. It was not about the fact that maybe the person really wanted to drink more than they wanted to be sober. I thought that, no, it's all powerful Elizabeth, which is not true. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first. So by time, so we're going to fast forward to year 10, which was four years ago. And today um, I spend how many hours a day? Beats me, but you're, uh, you have several people that you're helping and you're very hands-on spend a lot of time with them. <laughs> he was nicer about this today on the podcast than he was yesterday. Yesterday's like too many things, people too much. It's not, it's okay for right now, but I don't, you can't get any more. It's enough. I, I don't want you, I want you to myself. I'm like, I get it, I get it. But I have to tell you, I, what I get from sponsoring other people and um, it just helps me beyond anything I could ever imagine telling anybody. It's um, given me this life that I, I, you know, I learn so much when I sponsor somebody, I learn, um, I, I, it's like me going through a dress. It's like me doing it again. It's like me going through the steps again. It's like, wow, oh my God, I get to do it again and again and again each time. And I get to remember things about myself. And it's like, I'm always working. I'm always working. And I think, you know, the longer we stay sober, the more we need this 12 step in our life. Yeah, I agree. I have a, uh, you want to hear an interesting little story of the history of AA? So, Please. you know, you know there was no AA until, until Bill Wilson met Dr. Bob. Right. And that's how it started. And, you know, the way that that happened was Bill Wilson knew he needed to talk to an alcoholic and he was out of town on business and he got on the phone because you couldn't go to like an AA meeting to find one. Um, so he got on the phone and he called around and he got some, somebody that put him in touch with this person that knew this guy that said, you should talk to this Dr. Bob. And uh, <clears throat> so Dr. Bob was found out this guy wanted to talk to him. And Dr. Bob decided, it's in his story, that he, he, didn't, he didn't get loaded before he went to talk to him. And he was, he was going to give him 15 minutes. I'll give him 15 minutes, he told his wife. And uh, so he sat down and Bill started to talk. And, and Dr. Bob said, listen, I don't think you can help me. And Bill said, well, that's fine. I'm not doing this to help you. I'm doing this to help me. That's why I'm here. And they ended up talking for six hours. And that's how AA started. And that, so that kind of tells the whole story of the whole sponsorship thing in a nutshell. You know, that uh, what they, what he really touched on was like, I can't keep this unless I can give it away. Right. And that was the truth. And it's still the truth today. Mm-hmm. It's just a great little story. I love that. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that today somewhere? I did. Yeah. Uh, ironically, I was at a, a meeting today that was uh, 
it's been discussing the 12th step. And that was a little story that came out of it. It was a good, good story and a good meeting. Oh, I wanted to talk about, touch on that really quick. It's, um, I go to Zoom meetings and JF goes to in-person meetings. Um, it's like the Hollywood Squares or, um, or the Brady Bunch. Everybody's got a little square. And I feel more comfortable staying home and doing meetings. And JF feels more comfortable going out and going to meetings in person. But it's interesting. It's like whatever works for you. Exactly. So your experience with step 12, what was, has that been like? Well, my experience was not too dissimilar to yours that, um, and even now today, I would say that like the average person I have encountered that's asked me to sponsor them, the, 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 the average case usually says, hey, you know, I'm new and blah, blah, blah. I need a sponsor. Will you be my sponsor? And they say, okay, well, let's meet for coffee tomorrow morning. And, uh, and we'll talk and we'll see how it goes. And uh, so the average guy that I do this with, I, I meet him for coffee tomorrow morning and we talk and then I just never see him or hear from him again. And, and that's it. And that's, that's the average. So I had the same kind of track record that you've had. Um, it took me, like you, it took me 10 years to have a sponsee that actually got 30 days of sobriety. But um, what I had going on when I was kind of frustrated about that in the beginning and, um, and my sponsor at the time was Pete and he'd like, he just, he'd listen to me for a little bit. He'd say, yeah, yeah. You know, he, was, he goes, guess what? Who's, who's sober? Like you are JF. I'm like, right. He goes, well, that's what you're doing this for. You know, that's, that's why you're doing it. So just keep doing it. You're fine. Don't worry about these other people. And he was right. You know, cause you know, and I know like the, most people really they don't want to change that much. They just don't. And I get it. And especially nowadays, um, it seems like when the book was written and everything else, it was a different, it was more of a low bottom sort of thing when people came in to the rooms. And, and nowadays, uh, you know, a lot of people are court ordered. Um, they have to go. Uh, so they're there. And then they're told, well, you have to get a sponsor. And, you know, so they get a name and a phone number. And that's pretty much it, you know, so I get it. But it's all good. And I, and I love, I just, you know, we, I really love the, uh, especially in this book right here, which they can't see, but the, uh, you can see if you're watching on YouTube, the, uh, where, you know, where it talks about the 12th step, step 12, and there's two different parts to it. So the first part is, you know, to carry this message to, to the still suffering alcoholic. And then the second part is to, you know, apply these principles in all my, in all my life, that chapter that talks about working with others is, you know, there's some great stories in there, especially at like early AA, like, you know, if you bring somebody in your house, just, you know, make sure that if they set the mattress on fire, maybe you should send them, money. you know, it's funny stuff. Like we don't do that anymore. You know, we have rehabs and halfway houses and, and all that kind of stuff. It's a much different environment than it was. But, um, you know, the, the point is still the same. The point is that um, be open and be available. And for me, it's really important for me to, to really try to be open and I, I fall short sometimes, but to really try to be open to realize like, you know, when, when I came in, my, I was my intention wasn't to stop drinking at all, you know, and, uh, but these guys that picked me up and one of them eventually became my sponsor had different ideas for me. And, you know, like I didn't know I hit bottom, but somehow they knew that I hit bottom. And so I try to keep that, that open-mindedness with, with other people. So, you know, I have people that 
say I'm their sponsor. I haven't heard from them in months and months and months and months and months, or maybe longer. That's okay. You know, I'm not drinking. Apparently they're not drinking. So, you know, what do I care what they call me is, you know, it's not a four letter word, so it's okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I also, um, you know, when you were talking about you couldn't wait to sponsor somebody and that was something else that, um, you know, that I, that I heard today that just was because there was somebody that was talking about that. And, uh, you know, the idea was put forth to say, look, you know, you're, uh, you're six months in the program, you're on step two, you obviously can't sponsor somebody, but that doesn't mean that you can't get somebody's phone number and be somebody's friend and call somebody and do all that other stuff. You know, you, you can definitely be involved. And the fact that you have a day more than the next guy means that you have something to pass on to that person, you know? And so you can do that work. Absolutely. Well, and I think that service is so, it's so broad now, mm -hmm. right? It's so much broader than getting, becoming a sponsor. I mean, that's just one of my aspects that I do of service today. My service begins every morning. I go to a Zoom meeting during the week, every, I, I don't, not as much on the weekends. I'm going to admit that, but on the week, during the week, every morning I go to a morning meeting and, um, when I just show up there, I remember when I went to a meeting once and there were only like three people there. That was in California in my very early days of Friday. And I, and just having go, just going to a meeting is service, like mm -hmm. showing up because what if nobody showed up? Then that that's, what, happened. I, that's happened and people yeah. should, and you've no, it's just, you're alone then. So we need each other. Absolutely. It's really important. Yeah. Even on the Zoom meeting, it's important to show up. Yeah, you've got to show Sometimes up. Sometimes you go on that Zoom meeting and you're like, oh my gosh, there's there's me and another person. I'm glad I showed up. Yeah. For that other person. I mean, and then like, and sharing, sharing your experience, your strength, your hope, that is service. That's huge service. Mm -hmm. Just to say, you know, this is where I am today. And, I, I, or to raise your hand and say, you know what, I feel like having a drink or reaching out to a friend of yours, that's service. I think even in communities i think raising kids is service i think holding the door open at the 7-eleven is service going to the grocery store helping somebody shovel their walk that is service mm -hmm. all these are service things that we do but if we're drinking we're not doing anything but thinking about ourselves absolutely that's all i thought about me mm -hmm. me 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 i even need to put in a pillow that says yes it's all about me um <laughs> And um, taking that time to really go, you know what, I'm spiritually like, there's been a gift that's given to me. Like I haven't wanted to drink in 14 plus years. You haven't wanted to drink in over 22 years. And that is because I think that we surrendered. You were willing, I mean, we've been willing this whole time. Sure. And we're continue to be willing, willing. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I had that burning bush moment with my surrender, but that was a long, 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 long time ago. But the right, the willingness is that I got to keep coming back and I got to keep showing up and, and I got to keep thinking like it's change or die. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the program, you know, got to be, I got to be willing to think that maybe somebody else has a better idea than I do. That's and, the bottom line for me. Yeah. And change or die. That's a huge concept that I was telling somebody today. I'm working with somebody who's new in recovery and, um, and she has every excuse in the world and she poo-poos what has happened in her life and all this stuff. Anyway, long story short, 
is that I literally said to her today, I'm like, we have to change everything. And I didn't understand that when I first got sober, they were like, you're going to change everything. And I really, it was for the sake that I actually took myself out of society. And I say this all the time. I took myself out of society. I, it was like planting a tree. I planted my tree. I had to water it. I had to take care of it. I had to call my sponsor every day, numerous times a day, throw up on her, tell her what I was doing. Then she'd say, go make dinner. Um, I would do that and I wouldn't drink that day. And I'd get another day. And then I'd get another day. And then I'd get another day. And I was always worried about yesterday. I was always worried about yesterday. What I did yesterday or what I even said like an hour before or two hours before. I was constantly going, playing these tapes over in my head. What did I do? What did I say? Oh my God, that person didn't like me. And, you know, getting okay with me took a long, long time. And in fact, I still work on it on a daily basis. And um, cause I just want to be free. I, I, I don't want to be only thinking about me. I don't want to only be critiquing, critiquing where I am at that moment. I want to be free. I want to really feel freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and that's part of the beauty of working with others is that um, you know, I, I mentioned it the other day is that I, you know, I learned through time in the program and working all these steps that, you know, oh, I have this empty spot inside of me that I try to fill up with all these different things. Um, you know, and it's the list is endless of starting with with booze and drugs and then it goes on from there and you know what you guys taught me was you know you got to fill it up with god um but at some point i need to get away from just being focused on what am i doing to fill up myself right that's because once again i'm only thinking about me and uh you know so that's what's so nice about working with others is that i just naturally get filled up and i'm not thinking about me while i'm doing it you know it's it's does it's not an effort and uh, that's the beauty of it. So, you know, I do it. And that's why Bill so desperately needed to talk to Dr. Bob. And that's why Bill told Dr. Bob, I'm not here for you. I'm here for me. You know, I've never actually said that. Um, I've heard it said, but I understand exactly what he's talking about now because I need to be filled up with what I need to be filled up with. And that does it. It gets, I get the focus off of me. Um, I'm at peace. I'm serene. And, uh, you know, and that's a feeling that I can take out of that meeting with me and, and carry it forward after I've, you know, worked with somebody. Absolutely. It's, um, I can tell you this. I, um, I worry about my sponsees like my kids in some ways. I'm like, wait a minute. Have I talked to them all today? Are they all okay? Are they all doing what they're supposed to be doing? I hope nobody's craving a drink. I pray for them. Like I pray for myself at night. I'm like, I watch my God, please watch over my sponsees. Um, I think about them all the time. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, like right now, I'm dealing with a personal thing that's really tough that I've been going through. And I'll get it, I'll, I'll talk about it, I'm sure, when I'm ready, but we're talking about sub 12 today. But anyway, I'm going through this thing that's very tough and very challenging. And um, having sponsees is like, that is the freaking game changer. If I didn't have these people that I'm working with right now, I can't imagine. Because I get to not think about me and where I could have a pity party and where I could feel sorry for myself and where I could just, oh, I could just go down all these, you know, ad nauseum. I could just keep going and going and going with all the thoughts that I have. And um, 
the reality is, is that I don't need to, um, I get to focus on my sponsees, what they're doing, what they, what their needs are, um, listening to them, which gets me out of me. Mm -hmm. That's why we always say in the beginning, it's like, you get a phone number, call someone. Cause it is so, it, this is how this magic works. Like we could not work this magic of sobriety one-on-one. -on -one. We can't just sit there, excuse me, with this book. Okay. I can't just sit here with this book by myself in my house and read it. Well, here's the funny thing about the book, right? So the book was written in 1939. And uh, when it was written, there was, there was a meetings in three cities in the entire world. Three cities. In that the was entire world. three. Akron, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, and New York City. Okay. And there was like a hundred people that were sober and they wrote this book and they sent it out. And the idea was that this book was going to go to every other city that didn't have meetings and somebody was going to, some drunk was going to pick it up and read it and actually read the first 164 pages and go through the steps by themselves and get to that point of saying, I need to find another alcoholic to work with. And it tells you in the book, it tells you, well, here's how you find one because it was different back then. So you call you know, you call your church, you call your doctor, you call these people, you find another alcoholic and you go out and, and you find one and you, and you tell them your story, you know, you relate to them. And, and that's how it really got started all around the world. It's incredible to me. It's just incredible. You know, people didn't read the book and say, oh my God, I'm in Seattle. I'm going to drive to my jalopy to Akron to meet these people and do this program. They didn't, you know, they did it out there. They got started on their own. So think about that. I, that blows me away when I think about that. Like if that was my only option and it would have been back then, like, you know, I have had it so easy compared to those people that, that had to start it up, you know? Well, I have to tell you, so you're talking about this and um, I, something happened in the meeting I went to this morning and I went to the Morning Hope meeting that you can find on my website if you ever are interested and it's on, you go to morninghope.com. It's under Morning Hope. It has the Zoom information. We don't have any passwords or anything. You just go and I let you in from the waiting room. But anyway, long story short, there's a gentleman that comes to the meeting who's in Vietnam and he got there. He's been sober for, you know, half a decade. And so he got, and there was only, there's only three people there. And he's like, the literature person just goes and copies the big book on a copier. And they had no place to meet. So they meet in cafes and they've been kicked out. But still today in certain places all over the world, you don't have the opportunity to go down to the local church basement and get and go meet people. Okay. You know, isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. If you want to go to an in-person meeting, and I think it's really hard right now in New York City. I know they're starting, they are starting to open up meetings outside. I know it's difficult because it's like 20 degrees up there and cold and rainy and snowy and all that stuff, but they're meeting outside and around fire pits and in different obscure areas. And you know, you can get to meetings today and you're just like, it's kind of like you just have to find one. I mean, you found one. We're moving soon. So I'm sure I'll find some in my new town I go to. But um, I just haven't gone here where I am because, again, I'm, I'm at this meeting every morning on Zoom and it's 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 been doing it for me. So and it's, and it's very portable. It's very portable. I take it with me on my it's on your phone. It's on my phone. It's on my iPad. It's mm -hmm. on my computer. Um I tend to normally go on my computer rather than doing going on my phone just because I can. But, you know, this program has given me this life that's beyond my wildest dreams. And people used to say, 
oh my God, stay till the miracle happens. You're going to have this life with Sandra Wilds dreams. And I'd be like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. There's no way. But the reality is, is that it is beyond my wildest dreams. And the reason it's beyond my wildest dreams is not because of, you know, I won the lottery. Um, I have a billion dollars. Um, I've got a big house. I've got whatever. All those material things. It's not that. It's totally the spiritual thing. Like, I know that today, like, the one thing that I've had unconditional love from since day one is God. My mm -hmm. higher power has given me love forever, has been there by my side for my entire journey since the minute I was conceived. I believe that in my heart. I'm like, there's no way I should be still running around on this planet, you know, given the situations and the places that I went to in my drinking. It was just horrible. I mean, I put myself in positions that were not, were kind of scary many mm -hmm. times. And I believe that that one unconditional thing that I have in my life more than anything is my God. God's there. He's got my back. And I call him he, you can call him she, you can call him. I know I have a friend who calls God Athena. I have a friend that the sunrise is their God and the sunset. Um, and it's just like knowing that you're not alone and that you can go through this. And if you go on a Zoom meeting or if you go on an in-person meeting, if you call an AA hotline, if you go to a chat room, if you go to Facebook, if you go and you say, I want help, someone will say, I will help you. And guess what? It costs nothing. And it's funny because again, today we were talking about it and and it's not, um, I have to say, the crazy part is that it's not a coincidence that we've been talking about step 12 everywhere we're going because we're in the 12th month. So in December, we talk about step 12 in every meeting pretty much because most of the literature, especially daily reflections are based on the 12th step. So that being said, you know, we get to talk about this right now and get to realize that, you know, this doesn't cost anything. And I know so many people that came into A and they're like, okay, so when's, where, what's the gig? Where, where, who do I write a check to? Who do I pay for the sponsor with? How much money do I give to this? Like your past, how much money is this all going to cost me? Just tell me what I need to do. Who do I write the check to? And the reality is, and I'm totally serious, 110%, there is contributions if you want to make a contribution, but there's no, if you don't have any money, nobody cares. That's true. There's a tradition that says that the only We're, requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. It doesn't say a dollar in the basket. No, or $2 for that matter. No, just a desire. Or $3. It's just a desire. To, you don't need anything, but willingness, the willingness to want to go, all right, I don't want to drink anymore. And I'm willing to listen to you guys for at least an hour, you know, and I'm going to do it once and I'm going to see how I feel after that hour. Hopefully I feel better. Mm -hmm. And if you feel better, maybe you'll go back again. Hopefully. Work yeah. for me. It worked for me. I mean, I, this morning, I'm just going to give another little story about the meeting this morning because <laughs> it was really funny. So um, we got up this morning. I went to this meeting. I, I hosted. So I, you know, I turned it on and a friend of mine who actually lives north of here, just a little couple, couple hours north, kind of near where we're moving. Um, had this funny hat on and it was before the meeting actually started. And so it ends up that she had put up, she found a Christmas hat and then I went upstairs and got a Christmas hat 
And almost all, all these people in the meeting got a Christmas hat on. And all I could think to myself is I went in thinking I was giving up my best friend booze and my life was going to be boring. I was going to be a loser. I wasn't going to have any friends. I was going to feel alone. My life was going to be over. And the reality was, is that my life today is so much richer than it ever was before. I have real friendships. I have real people in my life that I love and I see every morning and I don't even know their last names, but I know what's going on in their lives and I can't wait to see them every day and hear if they have something big going on. I want to make sure they're okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just this amazing life that I never, ever, ever expected. So speaking of life, um, let's move on. Um, you mentioned that the, the, the 12th month was the 12th step. And uh, <clears throat> I was saying, oh, there's a 12th tradition too that says uh, uh, that anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our program, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And uh, in, in that context, anonymity is, really means humility. Um, and then we have the second half of the step, which is to practice these principles in all our affairs. So, you know, that kind of means to me anyway, um, you, the, the principles that I need to walk out the door with, um, cause it's really easy to like to be in a meeting and be a, you know, a very spiritual, uh, very tolerant, very patient, very kind person, and then walk out the door and immediately get stuck in traffic and lose it. Right. Or go home and lose it or whatever it is. Um, you know, but to, uh, try to bring those, those, uh, <clears throat> um, principles of humility honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, like out into the broader world. Um, and that seems to be like, I don't know, for me, that's, that's like, that's really where the rubber meets the road is, you know, not when I'm in a meeting, not when I'm working with, you know, another uh, recovering person, but when I'm just out in the grocery store at the golf course, you know, wherever it is, where there's quote unquote, just people and there's stuff going on, you know? And uh, how am I going to handle myself? And, you know, what kind of person am I going to be? And at the end of the day, when I look back and review my day, you know, how did my day go? Well, what I've learned is, um, you know, we talk about spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection, and we're human. So perfection is not possible for us, but progress is possible provided we have the willingness to want to be able to change. And so over this fairly significant amount of time that I've been in, in the program, I've, you know, I can see how I have changed in the broader world. You know, I'm not nearly the same maniac that I used to be, um, that these principles are working for me. And if I can make myself, you know, when things get a little heated, if I can make myself stop, you know, just for a second and take a deep breath, it's usually okay. It's funny for me that, uh, for for this alcoholic anyway that you know that pause gets gets harder to take the closer i get to home i don't know why that is but it's just the way it is you know but um but that is the second half of the step is to be able to practice these principles in all our affairs um and you know i've taken a real page out of it out of this program um and applied it to my work life um and it's really paid off handsomely for me in so many different ways. You know, I mean, uh, when I look at how I used to work compared to how I work now, it's night and day. And the results that I got then compared to the results that I got now are night and day. It's really amazing.
So I wanted to just talk about that and share that a little bit. I like that. And I can say for myself personally, I am not, and I think right now, given what's going on in the world in this pandemic, and we're in Florida and it's crazy, you know, there is no COVID in Florida. Just kidding, there is COVID in Florida. But, um, you know, it's just, I'm in a place where there is, anyway, I'm not gonna go off on where I am, but, you know, I do find it hard sometimes to be as kind. I love like the people who work in stores. It's just the other shopper sometimes and like the other driver sometimes. I'm just like, I can be quick to go, oh my, are you serious? Like somebody will just go in front of you or someone just leaves their cart in the grocery store in the middle of the, you know. The, but that's, yeah, that's all life though. But it is like, but the way that you react to it. So I reacted today and I'm just, telling everybody mm -hmm. you know today there was a guy in the grocery store his cart was like right in the middle and I was like excuse me and he looked at me like he wanted to kill me he was like I was like excuse me can I get by like there's enough space if you just moved your cart just a little bit to the right it wouldn't have been and he walked and I walked away and I was passive aggressive mm. meaning I said, oh my God, the people here are just so rude. Why can't that guy, I mean, that guy just, and I was on the phone actually with my son trying to talk about what he wanted me to get him sushi wise. And I was trying to get over to the sushi and you know, everything's kind of weird now because again, because of COVID and you can't go here and you can't go there and there's lines of places. And I was just like, can I just get by and get over to this little place? There was no one over there, but I couldn't even get back past. So I was passive aggressive. So practicing these principles and all my fears, sometimes and I'm just going to say for the people that are new and for the people like me who is almost, you know, whatever, you know, long time sobriety, I'm still need to learn how to practice these principles um, better because I do react still. I react. Well, I think we all do and we're human, but I think the point that I wanted to make was, you know, if you, if you review uh, your life over the last 14 years, how's your reactor doing? Well, I have to say right now, I don't like my reactor. And we don't have to go in on, on and yeah, on. I know, but you're aware but, of you know, it. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm totally, oh, totally, I'm aware of it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like, there's a lot of fear. In the, I mean, it's just a lot of fear and everything else. So I just want to be happy, joyous, and free. So sometimes it's nice that we have COVID and we can just stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> but I think overall, you'd have to say that you're not the same I don't have to anymore. drive. I don't have to drive to a meeting. I don't have to drive in traffic. I don't have to go, you know the grocery store I can order everything to be delivered it's kind of nice if I mm -hmm. need to have my groceries delivered but the, you know it's just I try to be nice in all my affairs and I try to practice these principles in all my affairs and I'm not great at it all the time but I think the the, the difference is probably you know at some point in your life you didn't try right because you didn't because you didn't even know why didn't you and now that? you do and now I do and that's the difference so I wouldn't even so you're doing it. what I did yeah you're absolutely doing it Thank you, there you go. for pointing that out. See? So I don't feel bad about myself. You're marching down the road. I don't feel bad about myself. I just well, we're all on the same road. Yeah. And every road has bumps in it. It's Many bumps. It you know, because it's really easy to just, we're all the same. You know, it's really easy to get to the place that everybody and everything would just go the way I wanted to. Life would be perfect. It'd be amazing if everybody mm -hmm. just listened to me and knew I was right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's an inside joke. Uh -huh. oh. <laughs> Well, you guys, it's been real. Thanks for giving me these 12 weeks. It's actually it was 13 weeks. Right now, our, our next podcast, are we going to do the 12 days of Christmas? Oh, no, that would drive you nuts if you had to count on me day in and day out for 12 days. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? 
<laughs> Does anybody want us to do that? If people write to me and say, we would, would love to hear you guys do the 12 days of Christmas on sobriety. I would do it. But unless I get people telling me I want to do it, I can even get one person telling me that they want me to do it. So if you're listening and you want me to do this with JF, which might drive us to divorce court, no, no, won't. but if you want us to do the 12 days of Christmas, email me busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busy, B-U-S-Y living sober.com. Do that ad again. It's so sassy the way you do it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> at busy living sober.com. Nice. But seriously, well, thanks for having me. in all sincerity, thank you for coming on for thanks. 12 weeks. That's a lot, 13 weeks. I think in the end, it might've even been 14, but thank you so much. That's a long time of year. That's like how many months? That's over three months, right? Yeah. I don't know. It was my pleasure. It was over three months on mm. Mondays. He would come here today. We're actually on Tuesday. We've been doing Tuesdays because he's been so busy. So, um, which is all good. It's all good. Cause we got it out there. Yep. And I hope that you guys enjoyed the 12 steps from Busy and JF. And um, next week, you'll just get me solo, I think. I think you're getting me solo. And then, of course, on Thursday, you're going to get a guest. And um, that's just how it's rolling these days on Busy Living Sober. We're getting through this pandemic. It's 2020, baby. And we're in the holidays. So I hope you're doing something fun for yourself. Make yourself a fun, sparkly, non-alcoholic drink. Tapo Chico's on our on our radar these days. We loving that stuff. And of course, tea. So um, everybody, thanks for listening always. And thanks for following me. And thanks for writing to me. And thanks for my support all the time. I can't even tell you how much it means to me. And I just hope one person hears this and can relate. And if you did, please write to me again. Please, I'd love to hear from you. Busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. And until next time, keep getting busy living Sober. Sober. Bye. All right, everybody. Take care. Be safe and healthy out there in the world. Please be safe and healthy and know that we're thinking of you. Take care, everybody. Write to me. Bye.